0: Welcome back to the twentieth and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports. As always, I'm your host, Kate Walker, and uh, today was the first game of spring training, or at least um, today, as I'm recording this. Uh, so it would be yesterday uh, for those of you listening in on the first of March. Uh, and I think you know there there were some pretty good takeaways. Uh, from early on in spring training uh, and I definitely want to talk about this game but before I do that I want to talk about uh, a couple of acquisitions that the Rockies made uh, in the past few weeks that I haven't really touched on uh, too in depth yet. Uh, the first of which is Greg Bird. Uh, Greg Bird was signed to a minor league deal by the Rockies. He had, he had a nice stint with the Yankees. He, he was really hot over a period of, like, I don't know, 26 games or something like that. It was a really short sample size, but he uh, he, he was always really uh, touted by uh, Yankees Twitter, Yankees fans, and even uh, Yankees front office and officials. Um, but that Greg Bird, hey, you know, this guy's legit, and he's going to be good. Uh, but unfortunately, Greg Bird was hit with a lot of injuries, had a lot of injury trouble, just, uh, just all over the place. Um, almost every single year he was with the Yankees. He just had some sort of issue. Um, so, I mean, it's worth kicking the tires on this guy and he's someone that a lot of people have wanted to see, uh, their respective teams take flyers on because I mean, the potential is there. The flashes were very evident. Um, and specifically, I think I have always been intrigued by Greg bird. Um, being a member of the Rockies, you know, I've always at least said, hey, you know, you know, we should take a flyer on this guy, at least the past couple of years since um, he didn't really work out in New York as well, uh, because Greg Bird actually is a Colorado kid, went to Grandview High School. Uh, him and Kevin Gosman formed a very dynamic duo um, out in Grandview and Aurora, and uh, they were a very, they're a powerhouse essentially when when they were um high school baseball players in Colorado. I mean, both of them are in the major league baseball currently. So, uh you can imagine the kind of talent it was. I mean, you don't really get that kind of talent in Colorado high school baseball that frequently. So, uh I, yeah, I I think Greg Bird, someone who grew up in Colorado, uh has hit in Colorado for and I mean, grew up hitting in Colorado. I, I know it's, it might be worth something. I don't think, I, I think maybe when you're looking at guys who grew up in Colorado, it's probably you want pitchers, uh, like a Kevin gosmer or Kyle Freeland, because, you know, Hey, they pitched in altitude. They know what to do. Um, uh, they, they have those years of experience in it. Uh, whereas hitters, I don't know if it matters as much. Um, let me hit the ball. It's gonna go a certain, you know, amount amount of feet. Regardless, I, I don't think you make adjustments to hitting based on the altitude uh, as much. Maybe maybe mentally. I mean, I uh, I've played baseball across many different states uh, myself, and I'm a pitcher. So I mean, I definitely make adjustments based on uh, offbeat and what, what I'm throwing, uh, just because the the thicker air, uh, maybe the approach is different. At Coors uh, and playing in Colorado because you're you're going to see a different mix of pitches and that's definitely a big part of the Coors hangover effect that you see with Rockies. You know, seeing such a sharp decline in their numbers uh, immediately after a homestand when they go on a road trip. So I guess the thought is, someone who grew up in Colorado who knows how to deal with altitude would be able to make those adjustments better than someone who who didn't, uh, an alternative. So he's worth the flyer. He has talent. We'll see what happens with him. Another acquisition which I have been clamoring for for years actually was the acquisition of C.J. Krohn. Now Krohn didn't play much last year. He signed a a short one-year deal with the Tigers and didn't end up uh, playing very much. He actually only has 26 recorded batted ball events last season. And uh, uh, if you look at his numbers, he has one of the better batted ball profiles that you can that you can really want from a guy. Uh, in, at least in 2019, two seasons ago, he was in the top 5% of the league in barrel percentage with 15% barrel percentage, which is uh, elite. It's among players like like Mike Trout um, and like an Alex Bregman, I, I remember those are names that you that you looked at that he came up with when you're looking at barrel percentage. Expected slugging percentage was in the top 10 percent of the league that year. Um, you know he he hits the ball hard and he hits the ball uh, in the air, and I think that's something that you want to look for at Coors Field when when you're looking at players you want to play at Coors Field. This guy hits the ball hard. He hits it often, uh, and I think the metrics suggested that he was fairly unlucky. Not uh, looking at his expected weighted on base average, in 2019 uh, he put an expected weighted on base average of 369, which is very good, and then he put a, a real weighted on base average of uh, 324, which is you know almost a 40, it's a 45 point drop off, which. That's, that's significant enough to say, hey, well, this guy, I think, he got, he got a little bit unlucky based off his battle ball profile, probably should have performed better. So, you know, that's that's something that you look for. Um, and if someone it doesn't perform to the best of their abilities in, in that sense, um, they could end up being a bargain. And I think Crone could end up being a bargain for the Rockies this season. Uh, I'll... I'll talk about him a bit later but he definitely uh, did something a little bit notable today during the game Uh, so those those were my thoughts on the acquisitions by the Colorado Rockies Um, and I did have a couple of early spring training notes on a couple of different individual players Uh, the first of which is Austin Gomber apparently he's working on a slider backwood slider um, that has felt effective according to him and I mean, you know, hopefully a good mix of pitches, another another pitch in his arsenal will help him slide into that fifth starter role, which I think that's what the Rockies have planned for him, so um, yeah, yeah, looking forward to Austin Gumber, just uh, trying to uh, fit in the rotation, he started the first game um, today, so he threw two innings, they uh, they seemed fine, uh, so we'll see how he develops, but you know, I'm I'm still a little bit skeptical of his fit at Coors Field as a rocky. Uh he's traditionally been a fly ball pitcher. He has stated on the record that he doesn't want to step away from that. Uh, he wants to continue being a fly ball pitcher. Um he doesn't think that it will adversely affect him that strategy at least at, at Coors Field and I don't think that Coors Field has really been uh very conducive to those type of pitchers in the past. So I'm skeptical of Gomber's fit, uh, but I guess we'll see how he performs as a fifth starter. It's not like the Rockies are going to compete very severely this year. Next, I wanted to note uh, former top prospect Brendan Rogers. Uh, looks like Brendan Rogers is going to be playing a lot more at second base than at shortstop. Which, I mean, you know, you have Trevor Story at shortstop. You're not really gonna move Story for your top prospect. However, uh, I did want to mention that Nick Groke over at The Athletic tweeted out that the Rockies are focusing on working him at second base rather than shortstop. And while I understand that makes sense for this season, considering Trevor Story is going to be a Colorado Rocky for the time being, it is arguable whether Trevor Story should be a Colorado Rocky for much longer. Uh, so I think this this is more of a reflection of it looks like the Rockies do want to keep Trevor Story, and they're not just kind of you know, beating around the bush with, with trading him. But uh, it does look like they're going to try and keep him as long as they can. They're going to try and hold on to him, um, which I think is a mistake. First of all, Trevor Story, after this whole Arenado, uh the shenanigans that happened down there, I don't think it is likely that he will re-sign. With that being said, uh, I did th- see that Trevor Story made a couple of statements that the front office hasn't even reached out to him about extension. Uh, so he's trying to focus on this season. So with mm-hmm. all that in mind, it seems like the Rockies are going to just kind of ride him out for the season, whether they look to deal him in the tra- at the trade deadline or they look to deal him um not, or not deal him at all and just let him walk in free agency and get a compensatory pick. I, I'm i just not sure how how the Rockies are planning on handling it, uh, but I do know for a fact that if they traded him now, they would receive the most trade value possible out of him. So I think giving Brendan Rogers some reps at shortstop would be a beneficial thing long-term, and, but I understand it, what they're current perspective is over the early season another note uh, bud black mentioned that scott oberg is returning slowly but surely after he received surgeries there were uh, blood clots forming in his arm uh, almost a borderline life-threatening uh, condition and uh, he he's almost back i mean it, it looks like he's going to return to full form and we'll see how how oberg looks when he comes back so I uh, you know Best wishes to him, and to see uh, how he how he's going to do is going to be definitely a an intriguing development. Uh, now, uh, I wanted to close out just talking about the game. Just a couple of noteworthy performances: uh, Josh Fuentes went two for two, as well as Garrett Hampson. Uh, and you know, these are guys trying to lock down permanent spots. Hampson's trying to lock down a spot where, somewhere, either in the outfield or at second base. Uh, so, uh, you know he's he's gave himself a pretty decent start in spring training. He's just trying to earn that spot. And same thing with Fuentes. I mean, the Rockies uh, did pick up Greg Bird and CJ Crone in my on minor league deals this off season. Uh, but Josh Fuentes notably finished the season there at first base last year, so he wants to hold on to that position. And you know, admittedly, Fuentes is a fantastic defensive first baseman he led major league baseball in defensive runs saved as a first baseman uh, and did it in you know half the sample of everybody else so it was very impressive so it, if he can be an average to above average hitter i mean if it can be at least an average hitter very just replacement level very average hitter he'll be a positive value because of how excellent he is at first base defensively so the rockies won today 5 to 2 and those two runs that the Rockies gave up were actually both by Chi-Chi Gonzalez in the third inning, I believe. Um, now, I don't, I don't want to base anything off of one game sample. Uh, I actually do not like when most things are based off one or two game samples. But ultimately, I don't think that there's a place on the Rockies roster for Chi-Chi Gonzalez. I mean, the competition is really between him and Gomber for that fifth spot. I think Gomber's going to lock that up fairly easily. I don't think the Rockies keep Chi-Chi around as uh, a depth piece or a long reliever. So I, I think chi probably won't end up on the opening day roster. That would be my guess. That's what I would do personally. Um, but again, it's not based off of the sample, but just more of how Chi-Chi has performed. Over the past couple of seasons, and how he doesn't really seem like he's going in a upwards trajectory. Uh, one more thing: so I mentioned CJ Crone earlier. His batted ball profile. He did barrel a ball today, uh, barreled it fairly deeply, uh, but it, it was caught to fly out. But notably, if you look at the tracking data, about 62% of the time is the ball a ball with that exit velocity, that launch angle home run at Coors Field, it also has an expected batting average of 87%. So most of the time, a very, very large majority of the time, that ball that Crone hit, is it, it's either down or gone. So something worth noting is that I think Crone's bat is there, it's real, and the Rockies will benefit from it this season, uh, however long they wish to remain competitive. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this episode of 20th and Blake Podcast. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Kate C. Walker, And uh, at, you know, if you have any questions, just tweet at me. Uh, send me a message, anything like that. But again, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.